Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Pagenta. I'm a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner, and I am so glad you decided to join me today. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is a podcast for nurses and nurse practitioners that are wanting to understand what exactly their degrees can do for them. After the birth of my son, I had this aching desire to have more flexibility in my career choices, despite feeling like all the alphabet soup after my name didn't really afford me very many options. I launched the podcast to find the answers that I so desperately needed. I also knew I couldn't be the only nurse who felt this way. Does this sound like you? If so, come and hang out with me as I figure out what our nursing degrees can give us access to as far as career flexibility, control over our schedules, and entrepreneurship by talking with NPs and RNs who are doing exactly that. Sit back and enjoy the conversation. Dr. Nurse Podcast fam, welcome to another episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Today, we have on April Waddell. She is an RNBSN, CVICU, PEDS nurse with experience in nursing adults, medical imaging, emergency room nursing, the PICU, the NICU. She's been kind of in all those realms as an RN. She is currently working as a financial coach for nurses. That is her full-time gig. And her, her history is really, really interesting. She started immigrating from the Philippines to Chicago when she was five from a family of nurses, dentists, and caregivers. So taking care of people is something that she's super passionate about, which is why nursing was such an easy transition for her. And what she found was that having never been taught the power of investing and what to do with your money, she started to find that there was a gap in her knowledge and that she was able to close the gap and go from being $30,000 in student loan debt within two years being completely debt-free by implementing her money date system and being able to create wealth for herself. Also moving from $0,000 invested to $450,000 invested with no help from a financial advisor. So she's super into teaching nurses specifically how to get debt-free like she did, how to get money smart, money wise, even if they don't come from a family that talked about these things and did these things, she wants to help bridge those gaps for nurses. She's very, very passionate about that. So she's coming on the podcast today to talk. And I'm so happy to have you on today, April. That was such an amazing intro. It's so different hearing somebody else sing it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, welcome. So tell my listeners kind of how you see yourself. What is it that you do with your career from nurse yes. to now this? Yeah, so a lot of my job right now as a financial coach is really a hype woman. I help nurses believe in themselves that they actually can invest, pay off their debt, achieve all their financial goals. Nurses are so confident in what they do, but that definitely does not translate into confidence with their money and finances. So a lot of what I do is really lean on all the things they already do within nursing and lean on all those skills they already have and show them that, hey, you can do X, Y, and Z. You give life-saving medications. You can look up your expense ratio. You can pay off your debt. So a lot of my job really is just getting these nurses to believe that they're able to do these things because, unfortunately, the alternative is wait, not do anything. Or when they do do something, oftentimes there are small mistakes that they make that have a really big impact. Interesting. So one of the things I was thinking for this podcast episode, and I wanted to start 
gearing some more of my podcast episodes towards mindset. And you and I were talking a little bit before the podcast, because I really feel like this is one of the biggest hurdles a lot of people need to get over. And kind of like what you're saying, when you're making these decisions, you just do nothing. And so that mindset of just in just in action, right? Like not making a decision is something that I think sidetracks a lot of people. You and I were kind of talking about, well, what can we do to help nurses? What are the most common mindset hangups that you notice in nurses regarding their finances, regarding money? What are you seeing whenever you talk to them? And I, I thought we could touch on like maybe three of them and yeah. then talk about how to kind of change those mindsets. And I was hoping you could speak to that a little yeah. bit. Sure. Let's start. Let's start with the big one. It's a scarcity mindset. Right. So scarcity versus abundance. Scarcity mindset specifically with money sounds like this. There's not enough money. We can't afford that. I can't pursue the side hustle. I won't make it. Right. It's really coming from this area of not enough, not enough to go around. There's not enough for everybody. Right. If I get something that means someone else doesn't have it versus an abundance mindset with money is Money is always flowing. Money is always attracted to me. If I buy something, it'll come back to me. And I think especially too with my background, that was a really big personal hurdle that I had to overcome and still continue to overcome today, especially being an immigrant and being raised by immigrants. You always grow up with this idea of we can't afford that, right? We're not doing that right now. So I definitely, definitely see that with the nurses that I work with. Hmm. So number one, you say, is a scarcity mindset, which to recap is just the idea that there's not enough going around. I like the word picture of the game of spoons. And so there's only so many spoons and there's always one missing. So you yeah. just don't want to be the one that gets left out. Like there's just not enough. And so everyone's got a race and everyone's fighting each other. And there's the competition instead of the collaboration, right? And so that's what I love about that contrast between a scarcity mindset Versus what the opposite side is. And we'll get into that later, the abundance mindset, because that's really how you defeat that, right? You just change your thinking around those things. What else do you notice? That's number one. What, would you, what else would you say is another mindset? That's a bad one that we need to change. Number two, the biggest one really is nurses thinking, I can't do it. But then that translates to, I'll just have somebody else do this for me. I'll just have somebody else do this for me. And that's huge because basically what you're doing it's one thing to ask for help and get the education. It's another thing to completely delegate investing to someone else. You're basically giving your financial power away. And that's something that I don't advocate for. Number one, it's expensive. Number two, like I said earlier, nurses are smart enough to do this on their own. And again, it just ties back into the lack of education, the lack of confidence, the scarcity mindset. So all these three things really are connected and feed off one another. But number two definitely is someone else can do it for me. I'll make enough money at some point and someone else can just handle this for me and I'll be fine. Yeah. One of the things I also have heard is if, it, if there's something that you feel like is there's a couple red flags, one of which if you heard someone tell, tell you, you don't need to know this. It's really complicated. You don't need to know this. That's a red flag for one. And I've heard Huge. that from other people about finances and about things and money. You just, yeah. they say things like, oh, it's really complicated. Don't worry about it. It's like, here, give it. It's like, no, 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 no. I do need to know what I'm invested in. If it's too complicated, then I probably shouldn't be invested in it. You know, like, yes. that's, right? like that's, that's what I've been told. 
But then also, I like that you say that nurses are smart enough and capable enough to do it. It's true. Like if you can calculate the drips for somebody's bit, like you can definitely figure out the financial aspects of how to invest your finances. Like we're really smart. So like just, again, believe in yourself, believe that you're capable and having somebody help educate you and to help you navigate that, I think is is great instead of just blindly turning away and just being like, I don't want to know what's going on. Just take care of it for me. And so many celebrities I've heard have gotten caught in situations where they just left it to somebody else. And then they find out they're not paying their taxes and like things that aren't like good. So I just, I think that anybody can get, you can get really burned with that, with that system. Okay. So it's number two. What about number three? Number three, this is the one I was like, there's so many. Number three is nurses think that this takes a lot of time. And they think it takes hours and hours and hours. And a big part of my education for nurses and coaching is, yes, of course, this is going to take some time. But once you have the basics and you have the foundation, you can really automate a lot of these things so that you can become CRNA, so that you can become an NP. You can do all these other things, but you really do need that solid foundation, right? You need to learn how to take vitals before you can put an IV. So the foundation of all these things is putting your money to work. Specifically, what I do is and teach is putting your money to work in the stock market, which I think is the most passive thing that you can do. I joke around that, you know, I make passive sales for my courses, but you know that it's really not passive, right? Like you're marketing it, you're doing all these things. But going back to what I was saying, investing in the stock market as soon as you can, getting that money to work in the background and then continuing to build your other streams of income through a side hustle or real estate or whatever you want to do, I think is a really great place to start. But what prevents nurses from doing that? Two other things we already talked about. But number three, April, I don't have time. I have too many things to do. I need to travel. I have kids. I have all these things. So number three is overcoming this mindset that you have to give up hours and hours of your life to be able to do this on your own. Yeah. I think too, when you talk about that, I think about, you know, that that there's a saying that's like, imagine yourself two years from where you are if you never change anything. Whereas like, if you just make a small incremental change, of course, if you go to approach this huge elephant, like my whole financial picture, it's so overwhelming and daunting. It's like you're eating the whole elephant. It's like, okay, so we're just going to start with this thing today. We're going to start small. And James Clear talks about this in his book, Atomic Habits, where he talks a lot about making small such a good book but he talks about these small incremental changes that they don't have to be overarching they just need to be small you need to do one thing today and that's what you need to focus in on and i like what you're saying having someone in your corner to kind of help you say all right so i understand yes you have a mess quote unquote you're in debt you have all these other processes going on but today we're just going to focus in on this one thing And then you'll start to turn the rudder on this really, really big ship. And so I think that's really helpful, especially from a mindset standpoint of, so just imagine if you just took one small step from where you were, even though you don't have a lot of time, you haven't, you have five minutes, give me five minutes to do this thing and we'll start a budget or we'll do whatever. So with all those different mindset issues and problems, how do we conquer them? How do we turn a scarcity mindset into abundance mindset? And yeah, let's start there. I think number one, who you surround yourself with. And that really started to change for me once I left my nursing role every single day. Every single day I would walk in and I would hear, we're short-staffed, we're not being paid enough, or can you believe my raise was only a dollar or two dollars, right? When you go to work three days a week, whatever your schedule is, 
And that's constantly all you hear and constantly seeing other people not investing, spending their money luxuriously, all those things. It's really hard for you to believe that there is enough and that there is more money out there. So what can that look like for nurses? We have the internet. We're very lucky. There are online communities out there where you can learn about these things. But what's really hard and the gap I'm hoping to fill is that being a nurse and doing this, I'm hoping that nurses can see it's possible for them too. Because again, where do you even start when you are a nurse and you don't see other nurses doing these things like being investors, like starting a business? So I think the number one way is to improve your community, your network, the things that you're listening to, the people you're having conversation, conversations with is huge. So if you can't leverage your physical community, leveraging all the things we have online, I think is number one. Yeah, I like that. That is such a good tip because you don't realize the input of things around you and how that completely completely affects your output, right? So like if you listen to even like the music that you listen to, even yeah. the television that you're watching, again, the conversations that you're having and you're around, it almost goes back to the laws of attraction, right? Like what are you yeah. bringing to you? And so when you're talking about abundance mindset, you've got to be having those conversations with people that are elevated. They are not the same basic, oh, I never have enough. Oh, look, that's that inner that energy affects you. And that's how you begin to see the world and it jades your your ability to change. And that's why I wanted a podcast where you could come on and as a nurse, not feel like a victim, not feel like you can't change your job, your money situation, your health. Like these are aspects of I think nursing that sometimes we get really caught in a rut of feeling like we're never going to be heard or we're, nothing's ever going to change or these all these different things. And I'm like, no, like I want to inspire nurses to know that like, absolutely not. You just need to change your environment. And it's almost like there was an experiment with plants and they talked to a plant and they mm, said yep. positive things. Have you heard about yep. this? Yep. Uh -huh. and, and they spoke to the little tree or the little yep. herb or whatever it was. And they said positive things to the plant versus tree and a little herb that they spoke negative to, like negatively to. And the growth between the two plants was obvious because, again, that energy, the vibration, what you're saying, these things, you are bringing things to you and you don't even realize it. And it's that important to make sure you are filtering what's coming in and what you're surrounding yourself in. So I 100% agree with you. Change your environment. And if you can't get out of your job, then the moment you leave work, you turn on something positive, a positive podcast. Yep. You turn on, you call a friend yep. that you're just like, Hey girl, you're my support buddy. Let's talk about things that are good because I just got out of a really negative situation. You've got to do that work. And again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, right? You can listen to a podcast, you can read a book, but impact doesn't have to be, impact can be huge with a small change in your day, like all the things you mentioned. And to this day, I only have one friend from the last unit I was on that I still speak with. And she's a nurse who's into finance, into real estate, into all these things. And once you, leave that situation, it's really easy. It's really easy to start seeing and believing, truly believing and embodying what your life can be. And for me specifically, that meant going and really diving headfirst into all things fire community and retiring early and all those pieces. Yeah, I love that. Again, fixate. That's one of the things yeah. that I love about Another book that I love, oh, I think it's called The Prosperity Bible. And it's such a great book because it talks about 
picking a number and fixating on it. And it feels crazy. Like when I do it and I do mind work, right? So I just like pick this number that I'm like, I'm going to grow this number. And then I have to like think about it. I have to like become so obsessed with it that like, you know, you write it on your bathroom mirror, putting it all over the place. Like again, just just, you're, you're, it's, it's incredible what your mind is able to do and what you're able to attract to yourself by focusing in on your goals. I also shared a, a thing for actually really interesting. So when they're directing pilots, when they're flying and what they tell them to focus on is what ends up like driving the plane in that direction. So like if they're trying to get a pilot to focus on, you know, not hitting something by saying, don't hit that, you end up moving towards it. Right. But, but if they say, focus in on this cloud up there that is going to keep them from crashing or whatever it is that you end up you know, not moving towards the thing you're trying to avoid. So the point yeah. is, instead of fixating what you're trying not to avoid, focus in on what you what you want. Focus in that's what's going to get you there, and you're more likely to hit that, right? Yeah, for sure. And and when you say like a specific number, the number for my husband and I to you know retire early, do all those things is three million. And so we fixated on that number for four or five years. And you're so right. Once you fixate on that number, your brain starts to think, there's no reason why I can't hit the number. I had to hit that number. What can I do to get there, right? You turn into problem-solving mode versus I'm a victim. I can't do these things. So I love that. I love being really clear on that one number and just figuring out and your brain getting to work and saying, we're going to make this happen. How is this going to happen? Yes. So again, that goes back to abundance mindset where you're not seeing problems, but you're seeing solutions. You're seeing and opportunities, yeah, opportunities, right? Oh, yeah. I love this mindset. It's so good. And so, okay, so that's how you conquer the first one of scarcity mindset yeah. is by surrounding yourself with the conversations and the people, fixating on the goals and the things that you want and creating, again, every single time you have a negative thought or you have... Yeah you know, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. There's not enough. You immediately stop what you're thinking and you go back and you're like, I can do it. We can do this. You rewrite, rewrite the brain. You tell yourself what you believe is true. And then again, you focus and you fixate on your goals. That's fabulous. So the second problem that we said was, I cannot remember now. I got it. What did we say? Is delegating it saying whenever. Oh, somebody else can do it. Mm -hmm. So how do, yeah. how do you conquer that? Yeah. So for that, you're already in your network. You're already reading books, reading podcasts. The thing that you'll come up with, especially if you're focused on money and finance, is how expensive these things are. The one thing with money and finances, especially with financial advisors, is more money does not mean more, better results. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for nurses to understand I love food <laughs> so I'll give a I'll give a sushi example if you spend twenty dollars on sushi probably pretty good right yeah. you spend two hundred dollars on sushi probably, probably better right yeah yeah you spend twenty thousand dollars on sushi it's it's fresh from Japan or Korea or somewhere in Asia right it's really good quality sushi right yeah. that's easy to understand. Unfortunately, that's not how financial advisors work. And does that mean that you're paying more money, that you're getting better results and or better service? So oftentimes nurses will say, I'll just pay for the best, right? And they can take care of it for me. That's not the case. You make 
more money long term by doing things on your own with an index fund or an ETF. Short term, financial advisors can potentially beat the market, as in beat like a standard S&P 500, but long term, they can't do that. Studies and studies over time have shown this and proven this to us. But the reason we, the common public individual investor, don't know this is because they, financial industry, make more money if we believe that we can't do it, right? So how do we fix this? Educating yourself on the fees. And once I break down with a nurse exactly for their specific situation, how much what they're invested in either through work or with a financial advisor is going to cost them over 10, 15, 20, 30 years, immediate. How do I do this on my own April, right? So that's a really quick way to get out of that. And it's free. Look up right now, mutual fund calculator. All you need to find is the fee. Usually for financial advisors, the, the standard is 1% to 2%. But over time, I read a book by Tony Robbins on Money Master the Game. Yep. And he talks a lot about the fees and how they compound over time, right? And so it yep. might sound like, oh, it's only 1% to this guy. But it's like, no, 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 no. It's yep. not just 1%. It's 1% compounding over years on your cash. And it grows. And that number is really, really big. That's coming out of your money for them to really do very minimal work. I mean, the book is fabulous. Exactly. I highly recommend you read it. For those that are wondering about financial literacy, he really does break it down. But that was something that was eye-opening to me and actually led to me moving my money out of the account that I had as well, because I was like, wait a minute, like the fees yeah, are really high here. Yeah. yeah. So I moved it. Curious. What was that? What was the percentage? Oh, gosh. I uh, To be honest, I don't remember. I just know that Vanguard was much cheaper. So I was like, let yep. me just OG. move this money. Yeah, OG. I'm going to go OG and move this money to Vanguard because it's so yep. much cheaper. And the fees were nominal compared to that. Yep. And then there's some of the some of the accounts don't have any fees except for like they don't you're not paying anyone. You're managing it and you're just paying yep. like very small yep. peanuts, with, yep. you know, exactly. fees. For nurses who may have a hard time who are listening, like comprehending the numbers, basically 1%, again, which is an industry standard for financial advisors, over the course of 30 years, that math, and again, it's hard for us to understand compounding, but that comes out to almost a third of your returns. Connecting this back to nurses, let's talk about meds, right? You miss a decimal point. You add a zero, God forbid. That is a huge impact, right, 100%. on that person's life. And I like to say this also is a huge impact on your financial life. So let's take that just as seriously when we're looking at these small numbers. Yeah, that's so good. So again, you help people learn how to do it themselves. Going back to how do you get your mindset around that? Just that little bit of education right there. Once you realize like, whoa, like, Okay, so is that a third of my, you know, my financial portfolio? Is it worth it to have somebody manage to be doing a good job? I'm going to talk to you every week to see what exactly. you're doing, right? And you exactly. don't talk to these people barely at all for years at a time as you're giving no, them a third of your wealth. I'm the catalyst to a lot of financial breakups, which I love, which I love because I ask, like, who is this person? How often are they checking in with you? Do you understand exactly the protocol or the system they're using to pick certain investments, what, what's going on here? Crickets, right? And so oftentimes too, it's my parents work with them. They're really nice. They're so sweet over the phone. I'm like, that's all great. 
But that's when we have to separate like our business mind and like our personal, this is, we're doing business. You're helping me with my finances, right? So yes, that one piece of education of just understanding the fees goes a really long way. Yeah. And makes you want to change your delegation, like your delegation situation, right? Like, I don't want to delegate this task anymore because it's it's costing me too much. And they're really nice on the phone, but that's not going to feed me and pay my bills and pay for my meds when I'm 65. Like, that's just not going to do that. So. And a third, those fees translate, can translate into you retiring on time, you retiring earlier. That's huge. This was from 2018, just for 401k. Over 30 years, investors inside their work-sponsored 401k, the average in fees after 30 years was about $200,000. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. Can you, that's a difference of working 10 more years maybe or... You retire next year or in two years. So impact of those fees are huge. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And so for the third one, which we said was, I don't have the time. How do we mm-hmm. come to that? Yes. There's many, many ways to make money, right? Many ways to make money. You can do real estate. It's our business. But specifically with the stock market and the reason why I like to teach in this space is, again, upfront investment of your time. But long term, automate. Automate, automate, automate. My, for me personally, again, we're retiring in the next 15 years. The amount of time you spend a month, of course, varies throughout the year. On average, five, 10 minutes. Because so much of that stuff is automated. And, and when there is extra time, it's, we have an influx of cash, influx of money. So it's, it's automated, right? And I teach nurses how to do that. I want you to know the foundation. I want you to know the basics. But hey, once you know these things, Let's go into your fidelity. Let's go into your Vanguard. Let's automate two, three hundred dollars every single month, so that can already come out and it's already doing its thing. Hmm. Interesting. So the way to fight, I don't have time, is automate. And again, we'll teach you the principles. But then once you understand what you're doing, put it on autopilot and just let it go. How often should you be checking back in, though? Right? I mean, you can't just let it go forever. We know this. There's nothing passive under the sun, right? I like using that term. Because there's nothing new under the sun and there's nothing truly passive. You're always doing some amount of work, like you said, advertising, marketing, you're improving the program. You're always doing something. So you automate. And then how often do you check in? You check in every week, every month. I love the app Empower or Personal Capital. That's an app that I use to look and see what our net worth is every day. I look every day to see what my net worth is. Because I no. want to know, like, am I moving the needle this way? Or are we moving the needle that way? And then what is the average that I'm supposed to be looking at net worth wise for my age yeah. group? So, yeah. yeah, how often do people check in? And then what what apps or tools can people get to kind of figure out what they need to be doing? Hey, guys, hate to interrupt the conversation, but I need to remind you guys to check out the Success NP Etsy shop. It's an Etsy shop that I created with my best friend, and we create a ton of digital products for nurse practitioners merch, all the different things to keep you going in your NP career. We noticed that there was just a lack of content for nurse practitioners out there. So we decided to go create it. So check it out. I have it linked in the show notes and be sure to support us because again, you're supporting small nurse business owners. We would love to have you guys check out our merch or refer our shop to someone who you think would enjoy the content. If you guys are liking this podcast, please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. Any love that you throw at me helps keep my audience engaged, keeps people coming to check out what we're creating here. Thanks for 
being a part of our community and consuming the content on my podcast. And let's get back to the conversation. Yeah. So I will piggyback off the personal capital because I love personal capital as well. I especially, especially really like, I don't know exactly what it's called on the app, but it's basically their retirement calculator. And what I find really unique about that is that you can insert specific life events at certain points. So you can say, hey, I want a kitchen renovation, which is going to take five years, or I have kids and I'm going to have to help fund them for 18 years, right? So it's putting your numbers in context with these life events. So love that app. I think that's really great. And number two, I think the biggest thing when we're having this conversation about time and automation is recognize, just going back to mindset really quickly. Um, uh, no, take me there. I love it. Let's go. have way more time in the day than you think. If you think about how many times you're watching Netflix, how many times you're scrolling threads or Instagram, I promise you, if you really are serious about investing, if you really are serious about leaving your bedtime job full-time, if you're serious about any of those things, you are going to find a way and you are going to carve out that time. If you don't start with that mindset, no app, no book, none of that will help you, right? You have to be honest with yourself at the end of the day and just say, hey, I spent three hours on my couch doing nothing. What really is the problem here? Yeah. Okay. So I love that. And let me tell you why. Because I will come for people, April. Come for them. Have a real talk with yourself, right? Like, am I really wasting time? Also have a kid and realize how much time you have been wasting. When yeah. you have a child, you start to realize, yeah. like, I have an hour. I've got to do eight things in one hour while he naps. Like, yep. I'm telling you, moms learn how to manage time so well after having a baby. But I hear you. Like, I wasted so much time yeah. prior. And now I still find little moments where I'm like, you know, I've watched a couple shows and that screen pops up on Netflix. I'm like, are you still watching? And I'm like, yep. yes, I am. Don't ask me. I know, you know, like that's a sign. You might yeah. want to get you might want to get up and start doing some of your finances. Netflix exactly. is asking you, do you exactly. have anything better to do? They're helping you. <laughs> Go get busy. No, I love that, April. Fabulous response. You probably do have the time. So let's check your commitment. And I love there's this one quote by Tony Robbins and he had said, you know, somebody had he was encouraging people to meditate. And he's like, I want you to take five minutes out of your life, your day to meditate. And he's like, people tell me they don't have time. And he was like, what kind of life are you living if you don't even have time to spend five minutes doing something? On yourself. On yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. Like you've got a very bad situation. You need to reassess your whole life, you know? And I think that that is true of the same thing with your finances. Like if you can't take the time to do this one thing that yeah. actually is going to be the thing that either sets you free from the bedside or yeah. allows you to start that side hustle or whichever, if you don't have that, like you've got to look at your life in totality and figure out if you're living what you want to begin with because you don't yeah. even have the time to carve this out. But you need That's to have a real huge. conversation with yourself, I think. That's huge. And all these different mindset things that we've talked about, the reason why I have been so successful, and this is why I teach other nurses how to do this. I've talked about how I teach them how to invest and all those things. How do I actually do that? Everything is focused on a money date. So really quickly, a money date is something that you experience every single week. Right. So it's not this buildup of like, oh, my goodness, I have to pay off my debt or oh, my goodness, I have to do this. Nope. You're spending five to 10 minutes 
every single week looking at your finances and you're training your brain that I'm this person who looks at my finances every week. I'm this person who checks my net worth every week. Answering your question from earlier, it depends. You look at your net worth every day, I'm going to bet, and I know from what you do that you're focused on this, right? If you're somebody who wants to retire traditional age, 60s, every quarter, standard, at least every quarter you want to check and make sure that everything is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Ultimately, it depends on your goals. I want to retire early. I'm checking this stuff every single week, right? So it just really depends on your specific goals. Yes. Yeah. I get what I'm going to. Yeah. No, that's really good. I mean, again, what you fixate on, you what you focus on, you fixate on, what you fixate yeah. on, there's like a whole thing. And then it just gets to, that just becomes you, right? And so it becomes a habit and the habit becomes your behavior and that becomes your character. And like, it's this yeah. whole thing. And you, like you said, you define yourself and, and uh, James Clear, not to go back to him, but I'm obsessed with him in like mindset, but he talks a lot about, he talks a lot about being that person guy, that guy, he's just game changer. If you listen to this podcast, get that guy, change your mind. It's so just an absolute game changing book, but he talks about seeing yourself as like a runner and identifying with that group of people. Like I'm a part of this group. Like, okay. So I'm part of like a CrossFit group and like, I'm clearly not a CrossFit. Like you've seen them. They're super cut. Like there aren't, like they're super buff, but just being in that community makes me feel like, I mean, I could, I mean, I could, I, I, I do the workouts like, and yes, I may not be as buff or whatever, but I do CrossFit workouts. And so I identify with that group of people. And so by identifying with, I'm somebody that checks my net worth. I'm somebody that is into setting myself free financially sooner rather than later. I'm a part of that group of people by either having conversations with you having conversations on Facebook groups, like whatever it looks like, listening to those podcasts, being about it. You start talking like them. You start sounding like them. And like James Clear says, you eventually begin to see yourself like one of them. And then yes. now you're that person. That's yeah. who you are. Huge. And it's huge. If I can piggyback off the book, there's one thing that I think is just so aligned with money and finance. And the being in the book, there's a graph. I want to say it's like in the first chapter or two, but he basically says, you're doing these things to become this person or to implement this habit. You think, hey, I'm doing the work. I should be getting results, right? But he says, no, you have to keep going over time. And it's a lot less sharp and it's a lot more gradual than you think. So how does this relate to finance, especially in the stock market? Again, I said there's many different ways to make money, real estate, business, all those things, specifically with the stock market. It takes decades to see results. And this is why I say start with this first, start early, and then do those other things. Add those on to the top once you have that going in the background. Because you invest and max out your Roth IRA for two years, you're not a millionaire yet. I'm sorry to break it to you. You're going to have to wait like 10, 20, 30 years to see this happen. I just really wanted to talk about that piece in the book that I really appreciated. Yeah, I agree. I love that. So one other thing when I talk a lot about on my podcast I have two more questions is kind of how you decided to launch your side hustle business and be able to ditch the bedside and do something completely different with your career and kind of what that process was for you. And I kind of hate to turn the podcast away, but we focused on the mindset. Nurses yeah. kind of really know now like what they need to do in order to change their thoughts around it. But one thing that I love is a good 
nurse ditching the bedside doing something else story. I really do. I don't even know. I got to find a name for that. Like hashtag, however you like metamorphosis, nurse metamorphosis. Okay. So how did you, what was your like point? I know you had said on your website that COVID-19 presented this opportunity for you and kind of what that experience was and then how you launched it and then how you set yourself free are kind of the two veins I want to talk about. Really, I really love talking yeah. about the story. So I'll start off with the numbers first because I think that's super important. So one, the most important thing that allowed me to really leave was we hit a milestone. So for those listening who aren't familiar, FIRE is fin- financial independence, retire early. There's different forms of FIRE, different variations, I guess. One form of that is called Coast Fi, Coast Financial Independence. So it's basically a milestone where you have front-loaded your investments, you invested so much, and it's not uncommon that people in the FIRE community save invest between 40, upwards of 70% of their income. So they do that really early on. They can contribute nothing, nothing left for the rest of their life, and it'll grow because of time and because of compounding. So we hit that milestone. We had enough invested in the stock market that if we said, hey, investing stupid, we're not doing this anymore. If we did not contribute a single dollar into the stock market, our portfolio, if we wanted to do traditional retirement, would have been over. It was some crazy number just because of of the amount of time, because we would have had 30 years for that to compound would have been it was some crazy number. I haven't done the number recently. But it was like seven, eight, like some millions of dollars, again, just because of the power of compounding and investing early. I want to say it was like 13 million, something absurd. Um, So hitting that milestone, our conversation started to change, right? We know how to save money. We know how to invest. We're used to living off less than we earn, right? So our conversation started to become, what do I want my life to look like in five, 10 years? And everybody that was in my immediate circle, I didn't want that for myself. I loved them as nurses. I loved the care they gave, how smart they were. But I saw nurses being nurses for 20 years, still stressing out about, am I going to miss my kid's soccer game? I have to work on Christmas. I did not want to have those conversations. I did not want to have those problems in 10, 20 years when I eventually, you know, have a family. So I knew that wasn't for me. And I knew I wanted something that was entirely mine, something that I owned, something where I controlled my time and basically saw a huge problem and saw that I had solutions and had results to back that up. And so I transitioned from part-time initially. So I did part-time and was doing my thing over here, just getting my feet wet. And then an opportunity came up to move halfway around the world to Australia. My husband got a job offer. We already are in this like mindset of like retiring early. And so once he said yes, I was like, all right, well, I quit and I'm going in full time. And the reason we were able to do that was because of our numbers, right? Because we were so used to investing and saving so much for four or five years, the difference of losing my income and building up my business wasn't so dramatic because we were so used to having a weekly money date, understanding what we spend and all those things. So that is my story. That is so cool. And I love that. I love the story of the money day because I didn't know what it meant when I read it. I was like, that's an interesting like title for this whole thing that she's doing. But it makes sense. Like it's this, again, that fixating on this date and fixating on this number and fixating on this lifestyle and attracting it to you. Your mind 
it's incredible what if you, I guess what they, your mom always told you, if you put your mind to something, yeah. you can do it. Well, yeah. she didn't quite follow it up with, and you got to look at it every day and every single yes. second, and you got to be <laughs> obsessed with it, and you got to just keep, that part she didn't say. She just went, you can do it. Put your mind to dearly. <laughs> and then she didn't say, you need to become obsessed with it. So we yeah. have to tell you that you can do whatever you put your mind to. You just got to be super obsessed with it. You exactly. can't just. You almost know, crazy, right? Almost kind of crazy. Yeah. Like you have to, like, I tell my husband, like, do I got to check myself here? Like we have that conversation. Like, is it too crazy? Check. Okay. Same. You need that. You need that. So for the last question of the podcast, if you could go back to April at the beginning of her career and you can tell yep. her something that you would say, April, don't let go of this. No matter what, this is, this is key for your yep. career. What would you yeah. tell her that you wish that you would have gone back and you could tell yourself? I think, I think I would tell April that you make the rules. You make the rules. The very beginning, I was so fixated on being this perfect ICU nurse, becoming IV certified and being a preceptor and being charge nurse and becoming a CR, like doing these things. But once I realized that those aren't set and that is not the only way to become successful, to help people to make an impact, and once I realized that those rules are not rules I have to follow, I became what I always wanted to be. And I got to do it on my terms, which I think is the most important thing. The hardest thing for me in the beginning during this transition was this feeling of like, I won't be able to help people in the way that I'm used to physically taking care of them, right? Mm. There's so many different ways to help people and make their impact. And you can only recognize that once you realize you don't have to follow these rules that you've set for yourself or that society has conditioned you to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Look like everybody else and you look like everybody else. Yeah. Right. So just, yeah, like be who you want to be. There's only one you. There's nobody else. Nobody else can do you. And that's the really special thing about the way that this world is, is that we're all unique and we're all different. And there's something very specific set out for April. And there's something very specific yeah. set out for me. And we're not in competition with one another. Again, going back to that scarcity mindset or some abundance mindset that there's only one you and only you can live in the fullness of that. Nobody else can. And don't let anybody take away that fullness that you're supposed to have with your life by being fixated on what they have or what you don't have. Just be, be fixated on who you're supposed to be the best person yeah. that you can be. And again, that's just that mindset. Mindset is everything. And I just feel like for this time period, and what I really want to talk to you is just getting to starting at that incremental level and then watching the rest of your life change just from your thoughts and how you think. You can change the whole game if you start with a single thought of what if I, what if I dream? Yeah. And as you change situations, it opens up opportunities for you to dream bigger than you would have ever thought. You would have never thought that you could dream outside of the nursing field. What else could I do? And yeah, that's the point of the doctor's podcast. Like dream yeah. big. What do you want? Yeah. Nurse. If I could just have one more last thing, just to close with this mindset thing. And this has helped me early on, still helps me today. How dare you not share your gift with the world? How selfish of you to be able to have this gift, have this dream and not share it. This was especially important for me in the beginning of my business when I didn't want to sell. I was like, asking people for money grows. But once I shifted and said, this can help nurses 
change their lives. How dare you not pursue this? How dare you not talk about it every day? You're robbing the world of a gift and opportunity to change the world if you don't do this, if you don't pursue this dream, if you don't pursue this side hustle, if you don't pursue this pond, imagine where their life is going to be and how stuck they'll be if you don't do X, Y, and Z. So I just wanted to close and end with that because it's helped me when I was a bedside nurse. It's helped me when I first started my business and it continues to help and drive me today as I'm actively building my business. I love that. And we will end there. How dare you? Yeah. Don't wait. You're wrong. Yeah. 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 So I love that. So for the last part of the podcast and what I do with everyone is a rapid fire question. And again, you can't plan for these. These are fly by the seat of your pants. It might make you uncomfortable. They probably won't. Don't worry. I'm trying not to make you. No, some people want to come back on my podcast. I don't want to make it to a couple. Are you rich? Are you rich? Yes, I am. Okay. What was your first job? Tennis instructor. Open <laughs> tennis. Yeah. She must be pretty good if you're an instructor too. I stopped after like college. I was really good at one point. <laughs> wow. That is impressive. Okay. Nice for, nice to meet you, April. Okay. So what is one book that you would just recommend for everyone to read? Financial or not? It has to be financial. Oh. Psychology of money. Psychology of money. This is an amazing, amazing book. And I, I'm a history nerd. So I like how he also talks about specific historical events and people in history who have made really amazing financial results. But he ties that into psychology and mindset. So I think you would love this book. I read it in like a weekend because I was like, this is so amazing. And I continue to come back to it. And I make all my clients read this book. Wow. Okay. Done. Reading it. I'm going to put it on my list. My, and again, I love, I love reading it. You can tell, obviously, I'm, I read constantly when yeah. I'm taking care of my babies. Like my little one, he actually had to tell me like, mommy, can we turn off the podcast? Cause I want you to pay attention. I'm like, okay. I just thought I could like watch you and like listen to a podcast. Is that not okay? He's like, no, mommy. I'm like, okay. Okay. Turn that off. I'll come back. Yeah, and so that. any little moment I'm doing something, I'm like, play play you know just to listen and learn kids though to keep learning that's amazing i'm trying girl okay so that's number two but number three so you're living in australia what's your favorite what's your favorite dish australian dish what's your favorite australian dish steak okay wait meat like meat here i'm from chicago i grew up in chicago chicago has really good food that's, I mean, that's like stuff. one of the things you do is you eat yeah, in Chicago. For sure. Yeah, yeah. The quality of food here, specifically the meat, so good. It's so, the standards, I'm sure, I'm sure I haven't looked right. this up. I'm sure their standards are way higher and that's why it tastes yeah. better. And it's also a lot more affordable, which is also why we like it here. Like for a Wagyu cut of steak, Big Foodie in, in Chicago would easily, one that we had to share, <laughs> he'd like two, 300 or <laughs> yeah. For why you stayed here, seventy-five, a hundred dollars for cash. That's the steak. Definitely favorite dish. Definitely not oh something my. every day or every week, like special occasion, but such good quality. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. so interesting. I feel like when I, I think we had a butcher bot subscription for a period of time, but mm-hmm. I think that they get their meat from Australia. I, I don't I know if it's right. Rise and like same thing with like their cheese here too. Like all the dairy stuff. Again, don't have it all the time because. GI things, but yeah, yeah, yeah. when I do, oh, but when you risk it, yeah. it's always worth it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, April, this has been so much fun. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Tell people where they can find you, where they can see what you're about. Yep. And check you out. 
Yeah, everything is Nurse Money Day. So nursemoneyday.com, Nurse Money Day Instagram, LinkedIn. I do have a free net worth quiz that I created specifically for nurses. If you're like, where do I start? What do I do? And that's something for free that I created where you can plug in all your numbers. I do all the math and you can just get a really clear starting point. So that's at uh, nursemoneydate.com. Oh, fantastic. Again, thank you so much for your time, April, and sharing your wisdom and your expertise and your mindset hacks with us today on the podcast. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. All righty, guys. And don't forget to enjoy the journey of your career. Thanks for hanging out. All right, girly. Done. So fun. So that's a wrap. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave me a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Doctor Nurse Podcast is on the World Wide Web, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and TikTok. Subscribe to my newsletter for updates on new podcast episodes and other information to help you on your own nursing journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career professions that you are interested in hearing about. And just a friendly reminder, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services.